Today's scripture reading is from the book of Haggai, the first chapter, the fifth to the fifteenth verse. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse that, with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty? Because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. Therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld the, their dew and the earth its crops. I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains, on the grain, the new wine, the olive oil, and everything else the ground produces, on people and livestock, on all the labor of your hands. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shatiel, jo Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest, and the whole remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the message of the prophet Haggai, because the Lord their God had sent him. And the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, son of Shatiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. They came and began to work in the house of the Lord Almighty, their God, on the 24th day of the sixth month. This is the word of the Lord. We continue with our study uh, series out of the uh, Old Testament book of Haggai. Um, as we shared last time, the, the book is among the shortest in the Bible, uh, just 38 verses, just 38 verses, a uh, little more than a thousand words uh, in, uh, in its original form. And it's in the collection of writings um, that uh, is referred to as the minor prophets. You know, it's, 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 but there's nothing minor about the book at all, uh, much like Philemon. Uh, there's so much information contained uh, in this book. Um, we Last time we looked at the first four verses uh, where we saw God's uh, question to the people through the prophet, this is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. These people say, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. As we shared last time, Darius is the king of the Persian Empire, which now takes in Judah and Israel. Zerubbabel is appointed governor, uh, is the appointed governor, and Joshua is the high priest. Uh, but 14 times in 38 verses, uh, Haggai uh, speaks about, uh, refers to God in the term the Lord Almighty, the Lord, the 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 the, the host of the angel armies, uh, the Lord of the angel armies. Uh, he's he's intentionally speaking in terms to project the majesty and the might of God. You know, you know you've, you've heard, I mean, a lot of when we sing about the songs, 
uh, you know, it's, it's, it's El this, it's El Shaddai, it's El, you know, it's, it's God this, God that. Uh, you know, how can you, how can you really fully describe God in, in a word? Or, or you, you can't. So what the Jews uh, uh, did and did well was, well, he's God protector. He's God provider. Uh, he's God of peace. He's God of this. He's God, you know, is, again, is, is, is God self-described from the burning bush and when, how he, the name he ascribed to himself really is the behavior of who he is. He said, again, in this unspeakable word, he said, I will be there howsoever I will be there. Well, that's an odd name. What does that mean? That means that whatever you need, whenever you need it, in the form and quantity you need it, I'll be there. That's who I am. So, you know, you could call me Mark and I'll answer to it, but my name doesn't describe me. It's just the name Mama gave me, or Daddy, I'm not sure who gave it to me. Pretty cool name, I like it, you know, Greek name, you know. Uh, but, 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 but that doesn't describe me. And so the handles that, 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 that were ascribed to God is like, well, in this case, he's the God Almighty, the God of the angel armies, the God of hosts. The, you know, he's, 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 he's all that. This, 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 is, this is the God 14 times, 14 times. In 38 verses, Haggai uses that to describe him. And so you've got the governor, you've got the high priest, you've even got the king. But the God of the angel armies speaks and says, there's a problem. The temple, the place where my presence essentially met the people, is in ruin. And these people, these people, say that the time has not come to rebuild the temple. See, the book of Ezra, and I encourage you to read Ezra as we're marching through Haggai. Uh, the book of Ezra lets us know that work had begun under the Persian king Cyrus. The work had already, it had begun. And, and, but, but as, as the enemy, the evil one will do, uh, the work had stopped because opponents had lied and caused the king at the time, uh, Artaxerxes, to stop work. And so for 16 years, nothing was done. At least 16 years, as one theologian uh, surmises about how much time. See, the, pe the, the people, either the leaders or the followers, they didn't seem to be in any hurry to get things started again. So you, had, you, you had, had, some, had some pushback, if you will, some pushback, and, and, and everybody just kind of like, okay, I guess, well, that was a good idea. You know, we <laughs> it was a good idea to, 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 to leave exile, to come back. Boy, this benevolent king uh, 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 Cyrus at the time uh, is, is, uh, has allowed us to come back, uh, but now it's, it's just not, uh, you know, we got pushback, so I guess we're supposed to stop, so let's go on about ourselves. So it could have been fear or complacency, but nothing was being done to the temple. Stuff was getting rebuilt. Life was going on, but not the temple. Uh, people were going about their lives. Things were reaching a new normal. So that's when God, through the prophet, just again, God is, <laughs> what is it that it's, how is it that it's, all, it's the right time for you to live in your fine homes while the home, God's temple, is in ruins. How is it that it's the right time for you to live in your fine homes while the home, God's temple, 
is in ruins. Essentially what God is saying through the prophet to the people, if, and that's, again, I keep saying that's a big if, we are in relationship with God, what's up? What's up? What, what, what's up with this? It's like, this, you know, uh, God promised to meet and interact with the people in the temple. But the point of communication is broken since the, because the point of communication is broken, that there can't be much of a relationship going on. It's like you, you know, back in the day when they had phones with little wires on the end of it. If you clip the wire, it's like, what's, what, are you, what, are you, what's, what are you picking up the receiver for? There's no communication going on. You're just picking up a dead phone. There is nothing going on. So the, the means, the vehicle of communication, again, in that inner, 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 inner part, behind this heavy, heavy uh, 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 veil, this heavy curtain, uh, the, the Holy of Holies, only going there once a year, right above the mercy seat, between two cherubim, gold lid on the Ark of the Covenant. All of that, it just, and God said, right in that cloud, right above there, I'm going to meet you there. Well, I can't meet you there because there's no there there. There's no there there. So how am I going to meet you? See, what this was reflective of, of a, was a breakdown in their spiritual thinking and their situation. Uh, his house uh, is in disrepair. See, the physical condition of the temple spoke directly to the spiritual condition of the people. And as I shared uh, the last time, right behavior starts with a right relationship. Right behavior starts with a right relationship. Right behavior starts with a right relationship. You know, I've shared it. <laughs> Daughter in Pasadena, she'll be hearing this, I'm sure. Uh, you know, it's just like, oh, Dad, I'm sorry. You know, this is during her teenage years, so she's all grown up now, getting ready to have her second child, so it's all different now. Uh, but, but, but uh, she, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry for you being sorry. And I'm tired of you being sorry. Just, after a while, it's just like, no, it's like, I'm looking for right behavior. I'm not just looking. The apologies are good for as far as they go. But after a while, if you're in relationship with me, you'll know how to behave. You'll know what right, right behavior looks like because you'll be in right relationship. So we ended, uh, last time, we ended with a question God was essentially asking, uh, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? So we want to pick up, and I won't be before you too long, uh, we want to pick up in the fifth verse. Now this is what the Lord Almighty, here we go again, the Lord Almighty, Lord of the angel armies, Lord of hosts says, give careful thought to your ways. Give careful thought to your ways. Literally, give careful thought, consider. Literally this the, the, in, in, in its original form, it says, set your heart. Set your heart. Well, what's the heart? What's, you know, is this an, it, it, the heart was, for the Jews, it was the seat of not only emotion, but, but the, the physiology of who you are. So, so really take this to heart. Think about who you are and how you behave. That's what I want you to consider. Take careful thought of your ways. Give careful thought to your ways. See, again, as I shared earlier, the people and their leaders, they had set to work with great enthusiasm. They were there, boy, we're going to rebuild God's house. It was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. And then came opposition from uh, uh, the evil one, the enemies, the surrounding nations. 
And eventually the attention of the people turned from doing what was, what was necessary to rebuilding what was necessary to, to, to reestablish that connection and that connectivity with God to, well, you know, I got a whole lot of life uh, to live and uh, let, me, let me go on about myself and let me get back to what I need to do. Uh, the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. See? And again, I mean, sure, they, they, they probably had good excuses, you know, lack of funds. You know, hey, you know what? The, the king said no, so no means no. So, you know, no means no, so we can't do it. And this is the Lord, the Lord Almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. See, the relationship had dim, diminished and right behavior was long gone with consequences. And here are the consequences. You've planted much but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages, only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Five juxtapositions, normal human behavior, action, and in contrast to unexpected outcomes. You know, you think about it. It's like if I go to work, you know, good and well, one thing I, I'm, I'm expecting is a paycheck at the end of the, I'm not, and it better not bounce. That's, 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 that's my expectation. If I go to work, give me, give me, give me something. So, so, so what we have here is if I plant I'm not planning just for the sake of planning. I'm planning to expect a harvest. I'm planting with intention. I'm planting to, 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 for something to grow. And God said, think about yourself. Just think about you. Think about you. Not, not, not your neighbor, not you. You've planted much, but you don't have a whole lot to show for it. You eat and you're still, I'm not talking about folks that are just greedy. I'm just, I'm talking about, it's like, man, I, you, you go in the cupboard, you know, you've been to the refrigerator, you stare at it, and it's staring at you, and it's just like, you don't, you don't know what's going on. Uh, you, you drink, but you don't, you, you don't have enough to, to get your fill. You can't even get drunk with your stuff, you know? As you put on clothes, but you're not warm. The clothes you got, it's like, man, it's like these things are wearing out already. What's the deal? It's like, man, it's like, I just bought that thing and I can't fit it. Or it's, 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 it's shrunk up. It's like all, all of the stuff that I'm doing to try and eke out a living doesn't seem like it's adding up to anything. <laughs> I'm doing everything possible to get ahead. But instead of treated, I get tricked. Instead of kisses, I get kicked. It's a hard knock life. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that it? And God is saying, consider your ways. So now that you've tried it your way, let's do it my way. Verse 7. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Again, it's like, look, I'm, 
if I repeat something a few times, you, at, some, at some point it ought to kick in. And it's just like, oh, this is, this is the big guy talking. This is, this, oh, okay, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. He repeats it again. Go up to the mountains, bring down timber, and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew it away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains in ruin while each of you was busy doing your own thing. That's my translation. Therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew and the earth its crops. I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains, on the grain, the new wine, the olive, and everything else the ground produces, on people and in livestock and all the labor of your hands. Whether you want to acknowledge or not. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not. There is a connection between what you do and what happens in your life. Oh, God knows my heart. Boy, I wouldn't be saying that too much. I wouldn't go around repeating that. He knows my heart. Yeah, it's deceitfully wicked. I didn't say that's what, that's, what the, that's what Scripture says. It's deceitfully wicked. I, uh, both good and bad, there are consequences to our behavior. As God said to the nation then, and it holds true now, if my people, if my people who belong to me will humbly pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. What's this thing about land? You know, I, I rent an apartment. I don't even own anything. See, the land was part and parcel of who they were. See, for the Jews to be, you couldn't be, you couldn't be God's people and not have land because the land was part of the promise, and the promise goes back to Abraham, and the, that goes back to the call. So with the healing of the land, it's the healing of you. God could speak new dirt into existence. He ain't worried about that. But the, but the, the land was a stand-in for you. I'm going to heal your land. It was central to their promise. So restoring them to the relation, so, so healing their land was restoring them to the relational position God intended. And the same is true now. God's desire for us is that we just don't eke out a raggedy, raggedy life spiritually, but we have that, here we go, abundant life. Abundant life. Abundant life. See, see, a lot of folks, if you, if you listen to the wrong person, I'm not suggesting you do, they'll say abundant life means uh, chicken in every pot, you know, uh, flush bank account, you know, uh, no, no, no bad news from the doctor, you know, that, that, that's, that's, that, that's an abundant life. No, that's, that's, that's a wonderful life, you know, but, but that's not what God is talking about. Abundant life uh, extends beyond, even, even if he slays me, if he sees fit to slay me. I'm still good with that. That's abundant life. If I'm broke, I know some people say, ain't, ain't no glory in being broke. You know, God don't want us to be broke. <laughs> see, see, explain that to those in third world countries. That, 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 or, or, or the folks, that in, in the, the Egyptian Christians, the Coptics, that, that lay down their life. They went to another country trying to seek a better life. 
to work. And what do they find? They find uh, 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 religious zealots over there waiting for them to cut their heads off along a seashore. That's abundant life. Doesn't sound too odd. <laughs> Don't sign me up for that. See, and that, that goes you shows where our thinking is. Because what we consider abundant life is a life of ease, a life of wealth, a life of no problems. And God is saying, I'm trying to heal you. I'm trying to take you to a different level, not to a level of physical comfort. I'm trying to take you to a level of spiritual, uh, a, a level of spirituality where when, when life comes at you, and trust me, it's going to come at you, yes, 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 yes. that you don't sit there and say, well, you know what, uh, what's pastor's number? Where's Sister Dana's number? Where, where's, you know, it's, it's just like, look, I'm trying to establish a relationship with you. You don't, you don't need to go through me. What, what kind of relationship? It's like, what, now I'm the intermediary? Now I'm the priest? No, 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 no. I, I, no, no, get off on that riff. So Zerubbabel and Joshua and the nation have been put on notice. They have a choice. They have a choice. They have a choice. I mean, if we didn't read anything else, it's like, okay, boy, this is, a, this is an interesting pivot now. I wonder which way they're going to go. They have a choice. Just as Joshua declared before the nation as they were getting ready to go in to the land of promise. And he said, and he just basically said, you guys choose what you're going to choose. Choose you this day who you're going to serve. Joshua didn't say, you know, uh, uh, you know I, I hope this, I hope that. He's like, choose, just choose. Just choose, just choose something. But as far as me and my peeps, we're going to serve God. Are you with me or are you not? That's, that's my translation. But he, he, he says, we will choose to serve God. So Haggai, verse 12. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest, and the whole remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord. Wise move. Uh, their God and the message of the prophet Haggai, because the Lord their God had sent him. And the people feared the Lord. Look carefully. Look, look, look at this real carefully. Because the Lord had sent Haggai, and the people feared the Lord, change came. Because the, because the Lord sent Haggai, see, it wasn't, see, we could get caught up in, boy, didn't so-and-so preach? Would the God send them? Did, oh boy, oh boy, she, she really nailed it. You know, it's just, did God send them? Right, right, right. Uh, uh, be, it was because the Lord sent Haggai. It wasn't Haggai. You know it's not me. It's like some, some Sundays are better than others. You know, you guys are witness to that. So, so it's just like, but, but, but it's a funny thing how the Holy Spirit takes the, 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 the ham-handed words and, 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 and morphs them and applies them to our heart in just the right way that it's just like, man, you're just speaking to me. And you're speaking to me. And it's just, it ain't about me. I'm just trying to do what God has asked me to do sooner rather than later because, again, I got this much time, not this much time. So it would only be, it would only make sense for me to really double down and focus on, okay, God, 
What are you calling me to do? What, what, what exactly? See, I, I have to use the, the right words, the right number of words. I can't just, you know, you use $10 words uh, when, a, when a nickel word will work. It's like because it's, it's important that the people get it, that they understand, because tomorrow's going to come. And tomorrow you're going to go into an area where people don't love you, don't like you, is going to do, and the evil one is going to do everything in his power to try and trip you up and make you look foolish. Can't take your soul, but he can make you ineffective. You know, people will look at you, it's like, you don't have abundant life. I know you don't have that because you're just as messed up as I am from the outside. See, so you don't have any more answers than I do. So the people responded to the message of Haggai because it was the message of God, not because Haggai was a great speaker or because he had a phenomenal plan. But like Jonah and the city of Nineveh, it was because Haggai spoke the words of God and the people feared God. And in response, God through the prophet, I just, this is just like so incredibly good. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. I am with you, declares the Lord. What's your point? God, who knows and sees and understands everything, he recognized what had happened before. And the people were probably thinking, okay, (laughs) we've been down this path before, and we know we were stopped once before. We could get stopped again. Uh... We started, and our enemies rose up. But God Almighty said, I'm with you. Doesn't mean the attacks won't come, uh, but I'm with you. Doesn't mean it won't be hard, but I'm with you. Doesn't mean you won't, your, your, your knees won't start to wobble a little bit, but I'm with you. See, we need to, it, it, I, I remember, and I can't remember the exact cartoon, it was, it was a little, little dog and a big dog, and the big dog's name, I remember, was Spike. And uh, the little dog always had a big mouth, and it was just talking, 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 and, and talking a big game. And, uh, but the, 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 the opponent of this little dog didn't give any care about that little dog. I'll, I'll beat you up, I'll knock you out. But then when Spike came along, <laughs> then what the little dog said was backed up by Spike. So he could, he, could, he could say and act bold because of Spike. See, we can be and act bold, not because of me, not because, of, not because I got enough money, not because I, you know, I don't have a bad bill of health, uh, but, but because of him. It's because of him that I, it, it, it's in him I live, I move, I have my being. I'm closing. Verse 14 Verse 14 reads, So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. They came and began to work on the house of the Lord Almighty, their God, on the 24th day of the sixth month. So on the first day, God asked the question, and on the 24th day, the people are busy working. That's pretty good. That's a response in direct proportion to the one who called. Day one, do you love me? Day 24, 
give me a hammer. Let's cut down some timber. Let's start, let's start, let's, 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 uh, I know that was then, but this is now. What is the relevancy to my life? I'm glad you're asked. Let me ask the question. How are things going for you? I'm serious as a heart attack. How are things going for you? Things stink? Cat acting up? Goldfish ain't eating its food? Spouse just acting a fool? Job, I don't know. Man, alive. I, I, I'm, I'm doing everything within me to keep from praying for boils and hailstones on my <laughs> supervisor. I'm working hard, and the bills seem to keep mounting up. I can't get ahead. How's your life? What's going on? Well, this is coming unhinged, and this is... I understand. I, I really do understand. More than you understand me understanding. But ultimately, we have to move past, you know, because a lot of us, nobody here, because you're all here. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about what I'm talking about. Uh, a lot of us will say, well, my job prevents me from fill in the blank. I can't go and worship corporately because I have to work on Sunday. I can't go to Bible study because they asked me for overtime. And I need overtime in order to get where God, uh, in order for me to get to where I need to be financially. And so we create these constructs, these, these, these false logic streams that we think will get us from here to there. And as Tennessee Ernie Ford said, uh, you just get another day older and deeper in debt. How's it going for you? How, how, how's it going for you? And I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about, well, you know, I did actually get a bad, bad notice from the doctor. I'm not talking about this. See, if you're doing everything, and I mean everything, God has called you to do, and you know that you've been doing everything God has called you to do, that doesn't mean the evil one's not going to come and throw, throw darts, daggers, and everything else. Roadblocks, impediments, do all types of things to try and keep you off point. Does it seem like a hard knock life? Does it seem like when you hit the gas pedal, instead of moving forward, you just kind of spin in place? You're just, just, just spinning in place. Nothing, nothing's, nothing, you know, relationally, financially, spiritually, uh, nothing's moving. See, does it seem like you're alive, but you're really not living? You're just existing. You know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's another day. You know, life is anything but abundant. Have you considered your ways? God is saying, this is, this, is the, this is it, this is the bottom line. God is saying, align yourself with me, and I, I, and I assure you, I'm with you. That's what he's saying. I am with you. See, but we have to align ourselves with him 
So with that being said, what's our response? And I promise I am done. What's our response? How will we respond to God's instruction in the context of the life he has given us? Do our plans trump God's plans? Or do we even bother to ask God, what is your plan for my life? Or do we just go on about life and hope God catches up somewhere along the line and he kind of blesses our mess, you know? Well, God, I, I ended up out in uh, uh, the desert with no gas and no water. Would you bless me with some gas and water? Why did you go out in the desert with no gas and no water? Why did you end up there? I didn't send you out there. I know more, I know more sanctioned that, so don't get me to, to, to buy off on that. In the book of Ezra, we know that the enemies, see, see, here's the thing. As you read the book of Ezra, the enemies came back. See, they didn't say, oh, okay, okay, God's with you. I guess I better just lay low, <laughs> you know. They came back, and they tried the same thing again. The same thing. Uh, but there was a different outcome. They ignored him. Like, nah, nah, we ain't going for the okie doke. <laughs> it's like, we, 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 we know this. And so they, they elevated it, and they took it to the king, and the king said, okay, well, let's go back, and let's go get the original order. Let's go see if there was an original order. And they said, you know, that's right. There was an original order. You were commissioned to do this. And so not only, this is, this is only God. See, not, and then what the king did after, after the, 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 see, see the, the evil one is evil. Not too bright, but evil. Uh, but but, 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 but they, they asked that they stop. They asked the king, put a stop to this. Not only did he not stop it, but he told the people who brought the charge to them, now you've got to supply all of the stuff. That's necessary to keep this thing going. All of the animals, all of the material. So, so not only did it, it, it did not work out, so, so the person that, that you're complaining about, that you're worried about on your job, he, the Bible says, it's not, this is not me. He said in Psalms 110, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. God will take the, 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 the things that others have meant for evil in your life and turn it around and cause it to be a blessing in your life. That's not me being predictive. That's what God said. God said that. Make your enemies your footstool. I can just picture myself leaning back, feet up. I'm not suggesting smoking a cigar, but a cigar would be in place. And it's just like, just chilling. It's like, oh, yeah. You meant it for evil. God meant it for good. How do you like me now? Amen. Let's pray.